0: I feel like your
1: family roasts me frequently.
0: (laughs) Adam tweeted like, dare I say.
1: Another good phrase.
0: and, And my dad replied, dude's 19. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of Burners and Basketball. I am Molly Morrison. Wait, I never do that. We never like say our names. I am Molly Morrison. Um, And I'm here with my co-host, Adam Aronson, known on Twitter as Sixers Adam. But more recently, um, I think some critics are maybe starting to think he should change that name. Anyways, more on that in a second. Don't forget to email us, gma.com If you have any fun things you want to say, questions, comments, concerns, hashtag Burnertake on Twitter. If you want us to see any hot takes you might have. And don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, rate, review. Adam, how can you have Sixers in your Twitter name if you're going to stand here and tweet that you want the Suns to win a title?
1: Because Chris Paul is the greatest athlete of all time, as I have written down on our podcast notes. Chris Paul trumps everything else.
0: See, like if I'm like a Sixers fan, I like don't like you. Because uh, That's you fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fine with me.
0: So, and I, I'm not a Sixers fan, but I still don't like you. I'm kidding.
1: You know who I bet would like me? Chris Paul. That's all Chris that Paul?
0: Yeah, okay. I'm sure he would, Adam. But here's the thing: like, I think that the way it works is like you root for a player. That you like, I love Mike Conley, right? Oh, I don't, I don't know if it's enough to make me like root for the Jazz. Yeah. but I'll, I will root for Mike Conley in most games. Like right now, he's not healthy, so it's not, so it's a little easier for me to not be like Jazz. But when he's healthy, like I will like just root for his happiness and success. But never in front of my team. That's like the one role.
1: Well, first of all, they haven't actually played each other. Like, it's it, if they end up in the finals against each other, that's a different story. But right now, I'm just rooting for my guy Chris Paul to make the finals for the first time in his career. Or regardless of what happens with the Sixers, I will be happy for Chris Paul if he succeeds.
0: Okay, so right now, if that is the finals matchup, who are, who do you want to win?
1: Honestly, I, like, don't think I really care. <gasps> I I would just be happy either way. An MB title or a CP3 title, like, either one of those things is great for my brand. So I'm, I would be just chilling. If, the, if it's those two, I can just sit back and watch.
0: Wow. Must be nice to be so heartless.
1: <laughs> it really is. It is nice.
0: Like, I can't imagine being so nonchalant about my team winning a title. Like, oh, I'll just be happy. Like, I like this guy, too. Whoever wins, wins.
1: Listen, a Sixers, a Sixers title mm-hmm. would mean very much to me. I would be extru- I would be incredibly happy. However, if Chris Paul won a title, I would also be happy. I feel like that's a totally legitimate stance.
0: Adam, do you want to hear something crazy? Like you're my podcast co-host, like we are friends. If you had a lot of passion for the Sixers, it would be enough for me to really root for the Sixers to win the title. But you don't, so I don't like care either.
1: Fair, that's fine. You should just root for Chris Paul with me.
0: I don't know who I'm rooting for, honestly. This has been such an interesting playoffs, and. It's so interesting because it's so whack. Like, it's this line between these superstars that have been superstars and then these new superstars emerging. You know what I mean? And finally, some of these new superstars are becoming good enough to actually, like, go at it in the postseason. You know what I mean? Which is kind of new. Like, players like Devin Booker and Trey Young have been climbing to this level, but this is the first season, postseason, that we've really seen that happen. So I think that that, honestly, would you agree that that is something that's kind of freaking people out and making these, making everything seem a little bit different?
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed very much, especially, I mean, I was not like a huge Warriors hater ever when they were like at their peak. But after so many years of just like the Warriors versus the Cavs, whatever team LeBron is on is going to make the finals like, I have no idea who's going to make the finals in either conference right now. And we're in the middle of the second round.
0: Uh, right. And that in
1: itself is really cool, especially when it's led by so many young players like Trey Young, like Joel Embiid, like Donovan Mitchell, et cetera, where like really nobody knows what's going to happen.
0: And then you have Chris Paul at the at, the, at age, 35, age of 30s. I thought he's 36.
1: He might be. Oh, my 35 God. 35
0: or 36. Adam, I know his age, and you don't. Fake fan, fake fan. I'm pretty sure he's 36 because yeah, they may or not, yeah, may he not just, mention it.
1: Yeah, he just turned 36 last month. Happy late birthday, Chris Paul.
0: Anyways, you didn't even know he had a birthday. But, yeah, it's like, it's so crazy. It's like, okay, so the Nets are the best team ever. They're, they're not losing to anybody. They're making the finals. Well... OK, not so, so then, sure, no. we're not so sure they have um, the Bucks come up when people think it might be a sweep and have a great game. And then in game four today, which will be yesterday, if you're listening to this on a Monday, we're recording on a Sunday. Um, then Kyrie gets injured, which sucks. And now it's just KD. And yeah.
1: Yeah, it really sucks. Different. Yeah, I mean, it like probably helps a team like the Sixers, but at the same time, like just as a basketball fan, to know that they have all three of those guys and they're barely going to spend any time together this year is a bummer. Um, Yeah, it would have been cool to see what that team looked like if they had a long time to play together Uh, Mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll get that next year. But. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Duran. I feel bad for Kyrie. I feel bad for Harden. Really, everyone involved. Uh, this certainly isn't going to be their last chance to win a title. Uh, but they're in real trouble now because the Bucks are playing their best basketball the postseason, and they're without two superstars.
0: Yeah, okay. So this isn't even a burner take, but I don't know. So many, So much of NBA discourse is so tiring, but something that is so tiring, and I think I can finally verbalize it better than I did last week when I said, like, as basically, like, build a team around the thought of injuries. No, you can't do that. But you can't. You can also not invalidate a team's success based on who their opponents have out to play. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's so silly. Every season, technically, they whoever wins, wins because of injuries. You know what I yeah. mean? Like.
1: Winning a, just, yeah. Winning a championship takes an insane amount of luck, even when you're really good. And part of that luck is staying healthy enough.
0: Right. And like that is, and it's not also like, it shouldn't be a testament to Kevin Durant if he can't, you know what I mean? Go out here right. and win all these yeah. games. Like it is an absurd thing to ask of someone to be able to, you see how talented every single team in the playoffs have been like, when the Nuggets, who were one of the best teams in the entire league this season with the MVP, can't can't win a game against yeah. the Suns, like that shows how freaking good the Suns are. You know what I mean? Right. Um, speaking of Nuggets, Suns, I feel like this podcast is like all over the place because we're just kind of jumping from series to series. It's like the ADHD podcast. But <laughs> that was a crazy game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah uh nikola Jokic, uh the league mvp gets himself tossed in an elimination game not mm-hmm. great uh i i'm gonna assume that people listening to this know what happened but in case you don't uh he basically got frustrated and whacked cameron payne in the face and it was a flagrant two. he got ejected uh definitely a bummer he
0: was going for the ball, first of all. Yeah,
1: but it was a there was it a, was there was a long wind up and he hit him in the face. Yeah. And that's that's just what ends up happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A bummer that such a good such a great year, and obviously an MVP year now, uh ended that way. Um there are a lot of people hating on Jokic right now. I will just say, like, this has no bearing on the MVP. He was definitely the most valuable player in the league this year. Uh and you know, I get, I get that this is not a good look for him. At the same time, like Nikola Jokic is a great dude; everybody loves him. Right. Like, one frustration foul does not mean anything about him as a person or him as an MVP. Uh, of course, you know, you don't want to see an MVP go out getting ejected and getting swept.
0: Yeah, but that's not a good you know,
1: one. yeah, but you know, especially in a mm-hmm. year like this where nothing is normal. Uh, sometimes you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta accept things.
0: Yeah. And I agree. I mean, Jokic has always been a pretty like non-controversial player. So I feel like this gave his haters some ammo. Yeah. Like if anything, that's all it did because he's just not like someone that really pisses people off very often. I think he was clearly fed up Devin Booker. It was kind of cool. It was like, you know, the young yeah. This young legend going up against whatever the MVP. But yeah, that series if that game had like been game 1, I think we all would have been like oh my god, this is going to be the greatest series of all time, but it was not. So despite yeah. the Nuggets kind of having some energy, it was not enough to it was not enough to stop the greatest athlete point guard of all time am I doing that right Adam
1: yes correct <laughs> very good
0: exactly exactly
1: this is when you know you've talked to me too much when you start talking about Chris Paul out of nowhere
0: yeah no I mean that's that was just the reality of the game like yes like we should be pointing fingers at you know what I mean like Aiton Booker yeah but at the end of the day like Chris Paul finished with maybe 35
1: yeah, like my whole like bit aside of loving Chris Paul, he's been unbelievable in the playoffs since he's gotten healthy with that shoulder. He was ridiculous tonight, just like going to his little right elbow pull up jumper over and over and over. Um, yeah, I mean, for him to to have aged the way he has as like a six foot guard who's now 36 years old and to still be as effective as he is and to be the best player. On a team that just swept their way to the conference finals after beating the Lakers in round one, yeah, it is like wildly impressive. Uh, and you know, of course, this is exactly how I hoped everything would happen. Uh, yeah, but even like putting aside, uh, you know, the whole Suns versus Sixers bit, uh, it really is like wildly impressive what he's been able to do this year.
0: Okay, but like we, the Barnes and Basketball podcast needs to shout out Aiden because I feel like we don't talk about Aiden. Sure, um, a lot. Like oh my goodness, I saw. uh I want to mention this, and I don't remember who said it. If I can remember, I will. I'm sure I will, and I'll I'll tag them on Twitter. But somebody tweeted like Aiden is so remarkable because he literally like doesn't foul. Like yeah. he's just such a remarkable defender, and like somehow can play this insane defense. You know what I mean? Against one of the best players, yeah. the best player, and. Yes. Because, like, just keep, like, the right amount of distance and to where it's just not even a foul. It's not even a consideration.
1: Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, He he went toe-to-toe with the league MVP Mm -hmm. uh, right after going toe-to-toe with Anthony Davis. Uh, And now he'll either play, you know, now there's a chance he'll play Rudy Gobert Who's he going to go
0: toe-to-toe with
1: next? He could go with Rudy Gobert, (laughs) and then if they win that series, it could be Joel Embiid, and all of a sudden, that's, like, you know, the four best big men in the league. Um, that Just he's keep going, going through. toe to toe. Yeah, it's a good saying, Molly. It's a good. <laughs> your
0: saying. Your sayings make me laugh. My y'all, my dad like roasted Adam on Twitter. Oh, Adam, what was the phrase?
1: I what don't remember, but I feel he, like no, I, I feel said, like your family roast me frequently.
0: <laughs> Adam tweeted like, "Dare I say," and like something.
1: Another good phrase.
0: And and my dad replied, <laughs> "How old are you, Adam? Like 19?
1: I'm 19. Yeah, and my dad
0: replied, "Dudes, 19." (laughs) What 19-year-old voice says? Dare I say, I love it. Adam, never. never I feel like that's a totally
1: useful, like, useful phrase that lots of people say.
0: Yeah, maybe people like over the age of Chris Paul.
1: Oh, come on. (laughs) I oh, feel yeah, like that's a totally normal thing to say. Dare I say? People say that all the time. Oh,
0: maybe like sarcastically. Like no. Like, oh, I would say, dare I say, like sarcastically. Yes, yes. I feel like people dare listening I say? to the
1: podcast, please like DM the Twitter account or DM or tag Molly and back me up here because dare I say is like a very <laughs> common phrase.
0: Guys, the way he said it was so nerdy. I'm finding it. It happened like two seconds ago. I
1: said, dare I say the Sixers are blowing this open when they blew up in the game three against the Hawks.
0: It's totally reasonable to say. And then he follows it with just some incredible team basketball right now. It was incredible
1: team basketball.
0: Though, like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I
1: I am right about this. I feel very strongly. (laughs) Everybody get mad at Molly online, please.
0: Or uh, everybody get mad at Adam for literally rooting against the Sixers. Like, okay,
1: here's here's the thing. Now that we're on the topic of people getting mad at Molly on the internet, uh, there's something <laughs> I need to bring up, which is you seem to have gotten into a beef with Jake Paul. Is this correct?
0: Yeah, I, I guess it is correct. Um, yeah, that Yeah, so
1: Jake Paul, <laughs> who I'm checking now, and Jake Paul has 4 million followers on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, and Four probably much more idiots. on other platforms. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, now I'm going to his YouTube and he has 20.4 million subscribers. Wow. So this is like a this legitimate like <laughs> world celebrity. Yeah. Who was in your mentions? Do you yeah, want so do you want to talk about this at all?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about it. Um so Jake Paul, the smartest man on the planet. Like hmm. Everybody knows that Jake Paul is the judgment of intel is the judge of intelligence. He called me a dumbass. So yeah, I mean things have been hard. Ever since he's ever since he said that, like I've been questioning myself. I don't I suddenly <laughs> seem to lack any confidence in my knowledge. Honestly. He <laughs> shot me down. No, but for real. I tweeted that like society. Needs to stop paying attention to the Paul brothers, and it got like over 50,000 likes. And then Jake no big Paul, deal to you,
1: though. No and I think
0: deal. Jake Paul wanted to be like a savage and like ratio me as as the children do. So he's like, You're giving me more attention by tweeting this dumbass, and it got maybe like 20,000. He didn't succeed. Um, I asked if he wanted to fight, he's I still haven't heard back. Me and my team are waiting because I think that fighting is. Is really. I'm just the-
1: imagining you training for a boxing <laughs> match now, and and it's it's a very funny thought.
0: Yeah, um, and then I said that he's somehow less likable than his brother, who recorded a dead body for entertainment. So, I feel like at the end of the day, I won.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to not know many <laughs> things about Jake Paul or the Paul brothers. Uh, yeah, that is not my scene.
0: You Uh, know those tweets that are like, like I feel that way. Everything I know about the Paul brothers is against my will. Like that is fully
1: how it is. Yeah, that is like very much not. uh, And also, okay, in my defense,
0: like when I tweet, like I'm begging society to stop paying attention to Paul brothers. Like, do you think I imagine that going viral? No, No. like that's. I feel like everybody.
1: Well, like I feel like everybody (laughs) could say that, and you're the only one who would go viral.
0: I mean okay it was like relevant like it was during the fight everyone's talking about it and I'm I'm just like I really don't care about this fight and I and I find it unbelievable that this many people do care um clearly this man's making his bag like I mean I can't disrespect that but I think that like everyone giving them attention like represents like the downfall. Anyways, I got some like really cool death threats, like in my in my nice. messages, like some really like beautifully graphic death threats from Jake Paul fans. So shout out to Jake Paul stands out. Yeah, there. if I
1: ever if I ever like like a celebrity so much that I'm like issuing death threats to people, <laughs> like please you just literally just threatened to kill me
0: when, when I said Chris Paul wasn't the best player of all time. So. Did
1: I? Did I? Uh, there's no way no, I actually threatened to kill you. Yeah. No. That, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember most things, but that sounds made up.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. There we go. That was our... Thanks for getting us off the topic of basketball, Adam. You
1: wrote down the Jake <laughs> Paul thing in our notes. <laughs> you
0: fully wrote it down. You Do t- not. It says, it says Jake Paul Molly situation. That's you. Yeah, but I would have said me and... Okay, anyways.
1: You you were the one who talked about the Jake Paul thing. I'm just putting that out there for the listeners. W- like 15 minutes before we started this, <laughs> Molly and I were writing down a list of things to talk about, and she mentioned the Stop Jake Paul situation.
0: Stop trying to expose me. I was looking through every week. We're like fighting on this podcast every week. I look through my Twitter when we're before we do the episode because I usually tweet about NBA topics, and I'm like. So I like was looking through my Twitter and that happened this week. And I was like, oh, should we talk about the Jake Paul situation? And I and he he wrote it down. And I was like, "Okay, you brought
1: you brought it up. You initiated the discussion. Okay,
0: okay, fine. Fine, Adam. Yeah. Um, This is just a really divisive episode. (laughs) Tensions are high.
1: Yeah. I feel like people are going to enjoy us arguing with each other. I
0: know. Literally, this is like a full episode. Of yeah. us arguing. Okay, let, let's think of something we can agree on. Um, When... This isn't something I don't know if we can agree on, but when the Nuggets lost Game 3 against the Suns, like, at a very obvious time to where it was, like, at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, Damian Lillard tweets, SMFH, which... For the people above Chris Paul's age listening, that means shaking my freaking head. So
1: I think Adam has thoughts on this. Yeah, I do. So this was basically like taking a shot at the Nuggets as if the Blazers should have been in the series against the Suns. And it's like, dude, Damian Lillard, like obviously he's amazing and awesome. But that to me is like such a loser move to like say that like dude you lost in six games to this team like there's no like there was no screw job here you just lost and the whole like we deserve to be there like it's not even like they had injuries that kept them out it's not like they got screwed in some way like they just straight up lost to a Denver team missing their second and third best players and then are pretending like they got screwed in some way. Like, bro, you like you lost to them. I love Damian Lillard, but this to me was so annoying because it's just okay. like, man.
0: Dare I say. Dare that- I say
1: <laughs> that's, that's a loser move from Damian Lillard.
0: Okay. First of all, yes, it's like very. It could also be like a slight. Like, I think that the SMFH was like a frustration tweet. So it could also be a little bit of a diss to like his teammates. You know what I mean? Like to the situation, just like.
1: this is frustrating uh, that i get that i I could be
0: like competing right now like but at the end of the day it's like four letters and we're talking about it on a podcast and he's making millions of dollars so we're honestly losers
1: yeah well Um, we're of course we are losers (laughs) uh i mean that's not we have a basketball podcast of course we're losers but uh (laughs) but uh yeah that that i love dame always have always will uh but that definitely rubbed me the wrong way <laughs> a little bit. Uh, dare I say that was a loser move from him?
0: It's from I don't know, people losers. say
1: dare I say
0: from the like, two losers with the basketball podcast.
1: Dare I say is like a thing that everyone says. Okay, I don't know why you're. Ag- I don't know that. what is going on with you and your dad pretending that, that
0: <laughs> dude is not a thing. People 19. say. Yeah, dare okay, I so, say
1: is a very common phrase.
0: Okay, let's talk about... There's like two series that we fully haven't talked about, and we've been talking for like 10 years. So first, okay. let's talk about your team. Okay. They're, oh, you're like the yeah, Suns? Yeah, we, well, I thought we
1: already <laughs> talked about the Suns.
0: No, the Sixers, Hawks. Thoughts on that?
1: Uh, Sixers are up 2-1. Uh, They play tonight, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, when it drops. um. Yeah. I mean, they're playing well. The only real thing going against them right now is that Ben Simmons is shooting like 30% from the free throw line in the playoffs. Uh, it's pretty brutal, uh, but it's Ben brutal was awesome. in ga- Ben was awesome in game three <laughs> uh, against the Hawks and, and Bede is seemingly pretty healthy, even though he has a torn meniscus, which I don't know how that works, but I'm not a doctor. Um, but it's been cool. It's been a fun series so far. Obviously, the Hawks are have a ton of young players who are all fun to watch, and that starts with Trey Young. Uh, I am, because I'm a loser, and finishes I, en- with <laughs> I actually enjoy people who bait the refs into calling fouls, uh, hence my love for Chris Paul and James Harden and others. Um, so I've enjoyed watching Trey in the series. Um yeah, that's it's been such fun. a lame.
0: That's such a lame. Like, I know someone else with that opinion, it's just so. It's lame. a skill
1: to dr- to get oh. the ref to call fouls. Mm. And and Embiid does it too, so it's great.
0: Okay, I mean, like everyone flops. Like, I think, like that's like, like, there's like no team. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna talk shit about Rudy Gobert flopping, and Jazz fans are gonna pull up videos of Grizzlies players flopping, which, like, absolutely Grizzlies players do flop. And yeah, that's everybody, just gonna everybody flops. Like we all flop, and we can still all like be annoyed when other players flop against our team.
1: Sure, I've always been pro flopping. To me, if you can, if you can trick the ref into calling a foul, like good job.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It but kind of I'm in like, the I'm in the
1: minority on that. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that you are. Um, speaking of flopping, Rudy Gobert <laughs> is currently up. Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz, no, let's try that again. Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz nice. are currently up 2-1 to the Clippers. Uh, I think that's another, like, Nets-Bucks Nets, Nets bucks scenario where people might have, after the first two games, thought that it could be a sweep, you know, that the Jazz could win four in a row. but But Playoff P said not today. And won game three. Yeah. So that was kind of a surprise. I actually didn't watch that game. Um, it was last night, so two nights ago. If you're listening, so Adam, what what happened
1: in that huh. game? Just, just throwing the responsibilities on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of a similar thing as with the whole series, except that Paul George was really good. Uh, he, it and, actually
0: was like because right. of him that they yeah. won
1: that. Yeah, he flipped that game. Obviously huge for the Clippers and you know they were down 2-0 once before and won the series, so you know who's to say they can't do that again? Um dare I say. Dare I say <laughs> they got a shot. I, I'm telling you, dare I say no, is like just, a thing that people it. say. Okay. I know I'm I know I'm beating a dead bush here, but it's you really are. true. It's really true. Um when you have Paul George playing at that <laughs> level, and then obviously to have Kawhi Leonard too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you always stand a chance. You're never out of it.
0: Never. Never, never. Um, Mike Conley also being out isn't, like, very great. Like, the Jazz are so good that it's okay that he's out. You know what I yeah. mean? But, he, I mean, he was, like, the end of the Grizzlies, Jazz, ugh, I don't even want to talk about it. The end of that series, Mike Conley was really, like, the reason yeah. that some of those games... Weren't closer in the end.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's coming back, you know, tonight on Monday when people are listening to this or if it's going to take a few more days, but that'll be huge for Utah when they get him back, obviously, because he's been so good for them all year. And like you said, he was amazing in the playoffs already. Um, So if you're the Clippers, you like really have to win game four if Mike Conley isn't playing. Yeah. Uh, Because then he's coming back and all of a sudden, like an already very good team in Utah becomes a great team.
0: Yeah. Stephen A. Smith, um, I don't know if you saw, like, obviously he says a lot of absurd things, but he said the other day that he thinks Donovan Mitchell is the best player to ever wear a Utah Jazz jersey, oh, wow. which is...
1: Seems you know, premature to me.
0: Seems very premature. And like, he who shall not be named was obviously a great... Yeah. player for the Jazz and whatever, but Donovan Mitchell is so freaking good. Like,
1: yeah, as someone who's never been like as someone who generally kind of is annoyed by Donovan Mitchell a lot, uh he is so good. Uh, I, and as I, someone I can rooting for that. and as someone rooting for the Clippers to win the series, so frustrating to root against. Um and the right? same as, like yeah, and the same as someone who was actually rooting for the Grizzlies in the first round. Um, not but Specifically not because of you, just because I like the players.
0: Right, the and because people don't like the Utah Jazz. So, yeah. like, honestly, I found myself sort of rooting for the Jazz, like, at the start of the series because when you are, like, root against a team so intensely, and then, you know, that feeling when, like, you know they're about to win the series in that last game... When yeah. you just stop like rooting against them because you just like don't just let it happen. Yeah, it's kind of where I was at. So I kind of just like that bled onto like the rest of the playoffs for me, and I kind of just feel like indifference now because <laughs> it was like heartbreak, and I'm like, okay um and there's there's always
1: there's uh, sorry to cut you off but there's always like an added respect that you have for someone when you play against them in the playoffs like for me like as someone who was rooting for the Sixers when they played the Raptors a couple years ago like I am terrified of Kawhi Leonard in any setting now um and like all the like and when this series ends I'll have so much more respect for Trey Young and you know like Bradley Beal and Westbrook when they played the Wizards there is something cool about uh, like gaining respect for guys w- when you play them in the playoffs
0: or like completely losing respect like there's no yeah
1: yeah right it's always one of the two
0: yeah that can happen as well I like lost respect for them and then I also kind of gained respect for them and also like we all know that Utah kind of is trash even though like clearly like you can't help where you're born. Like not all jazz fans yeah. are the worst people ever. And like Mike Conley is the greatest human being to ever exist. So like there's Other compli- than Chris
1: Paul. Yeah.
0: But I would very much stand with people rooting against them because of Utah.
1: Utah. Yeah. So. The Utahness of Utah. Exactly.
0: Like it's like, you don't even need to like go into it. Like it's, it's Utah. Yeah. Like that's all. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Definitely been an interesting playoffs. I think that like the biggest thing that kind of sucks right now is the Kyrie injury today, and I don't know if there's been any updates on like Harden, but that's just that's just gonna suck. And I, I definitely am interested to see like the next game. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's over and by any means like, but. That kind of is a bummer because that was looking like it could actually be a really interesting series before Kyrie was injured, you know?
1: Yeah. And now Yeah, it's, it's like, really mm-hmm. a shame if he and Harden are both going to miss time because that's just so much to ask of Kevin Durant to basically beat the Bucks all on his own. And, like, and he can
0: do it, but, like, yeah, with the way, like, you said, the Bucks are playing, like, their best basketball right now, like, with two, like, you know, like, those two guys, like... Yeah. It's going to be, it's, like... Like, no player would be easily successful in that situation. Yep. Yep. So, a lot to look forward to. Adam, if you want to, let's end the episode by just right now, if we've gone to our head, we had to predict who was going to be in the finals. Who would we say? That's so hard. Mm. And, like, we're going to be so wrong.
1: Yeah. I am going to still say the Nets for now. Though I'm... Uh, like before I would have said that with no hesitation. Now I'm very nervous about it. And I'm going to say the Suns. Like I yeah. really I really have believed in them all year and they keep surpassing even my expectations and obviously it's the whole Chris Paul thing, but like Devin Booker is incredible and they've got so many good role players. They're such a deep team.
0: Uh, yeah. Their
1: whole rotation is really guys who I like. I really think they're going to do it. I really do.
0: So I tweeted like this week that that was my prediction. Suns, Nets, uh, most people like agreed, but most this was also before the injuries, but most people, you know, there were people that were like, no, but it's so weird because I don't feel like that I'm confident with that at all. It's just kind of what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, Like, it's so crazy how many different like we're literally forgetting about like, like every team except for the Hawks right now, has like Could, a legitimate, yeah. no, well, yeah, because yeah. now the Nuggets were eliminated.
1: Right. Every team remaining other than the Hawks, I think, are very realistic title contenders. Yeah. Which is cool.
0: Very cool. Love it. The NBA is fun. Again, <laughs> I get yep. it. the NBA is always fun, especially when the Knicks are good. Am I right?
1: Uh, always. NBA is best when the Knicks are good. Don't forget it.
0: Yeah. Brought to you by burners and basketball. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the week. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter, burners and beball, hashtag any hot takes, hashtag burner take, along with the hot take. Email us burnersandbasketball at gmail.com. And that is all. Adam, any last words?
1: Dare I say go sons?
0: There you go.